Today's episode is brought to you by Mazars. Sound Cartel. From Sound Cartel, I'm Nicole Goodman, and this is Business Essentials Daily. Remote and hybrid work isn't going anywhere, and adjusting to these new working structures can understandably cause anxiety for some business owners. But rather than impacting negatively, could they benefit your business? CEO and co-founder of Onloop, Prajal Gatak, says the key to reaping the rewards is accountability that can be achieved with the right IT infrastructure and a mobile-first approach. Speaking from Singapore... Prajal is telling Jeff Waters why he thinks a hybrid workforce is a powerful asset. We got put into hybrid teams, not by choice, but by compulsion. So the pandemic sort of forced us into it. And so I think we're, we're still figuring it out. And it's, it's very much early days in really sussing out how we make hybrid teams more effective. For people listening, how would you define a hybrid team? What is it? Yeah, so hybrid teams typically a team that's spread out across at least more than one location and one that over the course of a week either gets together in one physical location or not, right? So a lot of organizations are bringing people into the office, say, three days a week. That's probably the most common arrangement today post-pandemic where people work from home two days a week and then work from a more centralized office location three days a week. And that's probably the most typical definition of a hybrid team today. So you talk about the power of hybrid teams. Well, what's so powerful about them? The term flexibility has come up a lot in sort of business conversations uh, for a very long time. But I think organizations have, you know, failed to really sort of embrace that and think about sort of what a flexible team looks like. And when a team is hybrid, what it's able to do is adapt to people's various living situations, right? So people who might have to provide more childcare during the day, or they might have to take care of an ailing parent and work from a different location at times, or they need a change of scenery to to sort of do creative or innovative work. So it allows people to be a lot more flexible in terms of where they work and how they work. And there are early signs to show that that increases um, sort of people's happiness levels and their ability to contribute to an organization in a variety of ways. You're talking about the advantages there to the employees, but what are the advantages to businesses? Yeah, so, you know, at the end of the day, if every person on our team is at their most productive, you would expect that benefits the organization. But I think what you might be alluding to is that there is quite a big perceptual gap today between how employees feel about (laughs) hybrid work and and how... (laughs) employers feel about hybrid work. Indeed. And, um, and actually, Microsoft has done some pretty good research on this and a term that they use called the productivity paranoia, where 12% of leaders believe that their teams are productive, but 80% of teams feel they're productive. And that's because the way we've sussed out productivity is by seeing people. And if we don't see something happening, we assume it's not happening. That's the paranoia. That's correct. And that's much more of an issue, we believe, with the tools and the practices of how teams have been run 
whereby the tools and the practices have much more supported an in-office work culture. And what excites us about the work that we do and a lot of companies are doing right now is really reinventing how technology and processes should support a hybrid team and what needs to change in order to both increase the productivity of organizations, but also increase the visibility and clarity around that so that people are not anxious and ask people to come back to the office purely to manage their anxiety. And and as a CEO, I straddle on both sides and, and I... I very much understand that anxiety. I'm also a massive extrovert and a lot of leaders tend to be. And so they like seeing their teams and them not being able to see their teams every day is actually a detriment to them versus to their their teams. And so, you know, there's a lot to be figured out in how we get this to a happy place. In the last few weeks, we are seeing more leaders ask their teams to come back to the office because that power has shifted somewhat towards the employer. And because the pandemic appears to be lessening if a bit, if you like. For sure. I, I think the concerns around the pandemic are definitely not where they were even a year ago, and somewhat rightfully so. So we live in a time where there is a lot of change in how orgs operate. And I think it's, it's hard to predict uh, the future, but sounds like most organizations are settling into sort of a hybrid arrangement. There's always a next step for your business. There's always help at every stage. As you grow your business, we're here to support you every step of the way. Move forward with Mazars. Visit mazars.com.au. That's M-A-Z-A-R-S dot com dot A-U. You talk about this 80% perception difference with 12% difference. Now, somebody seriously deluded there, (laughs) or is it that both are deluded and that there's a halfway point? Yeah. Based on our experience, and even if I think about our organization, I will say that the fault here is more with leaders versus on the employee side. And that's because we are all creatures of habit. And I think the habit change in how to assess progress without seeing it in a synchronous manner is a big change for leaders. And it's not a change that I think leaders have particularly adapted well to. Now, we've seen situations where when someone is 100% remote, especially early on in their career, there can be issues with you know self-discipline or pure accountability on an everyday basis. And I, and I think that an office environment often helps people early on in their career build the right sort of rhythms and practices around being productive. And so, you know, there's definitely two sides here. But my opinion is that it's more around how leaders are perceiving things than what the reality is. All right. So what can you and OneLoop do to help? OneLoop was initially born purely out of personal frustration. So, you know, before starting the company, I had spent a few years at Uber in a variety of roles and and led large distributed teams and always felt that I did not have the right tools to bring out the best in my people. And when it came to assessing their performance in in any formal way, the tools that we were given, typically performance management systems, made you do a lot of work, but unclear what benefit you you got out of it. And so companies are born with an idea or companies are born from a problem, uh, we were born from a problem. And as we've evolved the product uh, through the pandemic, 
where we're very focused on helping teams today is bringing day-to-day clarity and visibility into how each team member is doing, what they're working towards, whether receiving enough feedback to identify their superpowers and blind spots, and then are they growing continuously uh, sort of using that data. So we call the philosophy collaborative team development, or CTD, as a new way to think about how we assess and develop teams in this new hybrid normal. Can you briefly describe to me how this happens, how you keep track of people, or or are you just putting little cameras in their laptops and watching them? Yeah, so we are very anti-monitoring as a company, and so... Phew! You know, (laughs) (laughs) um, we've, we've actually learned a lot from fitness and what products like the Apple Watch, the Fitbit the Aura Ring, the Whoop Band, there's a whole slew of products on what they've been able to do and take disparate things like sleep, diet, and exercise and, and make it much easier for people to keep track of what's going on around these various things. And in the case of teams, that is their well-being, its goals, its feedback, their learning, and then helping them sort of take the next action to make themselves better. So at its core on Loops of Mobile App, that's obviously well-designed, intuitive, easy to use. And then we also integrate to common workplace tools like Slack. And then through a combination of showing people progress against goals they're setting out, as well as sort of nudging them along the way, we help them and inspire them to provide input towards their own development, as well as that of their team members. And then at the end of it, at the end of a quarter or at the end of six months, we help summarize that for them using artificial intelligence. So there's been a lot of progress and a lot of buzz around chat GPT and GPT-3 and language models the last few months. And we can go down that track if that's interesting to folks, whereby a computer's ability to build a narrative is often better than a lot of human beings. And so we help teams sort of collect the observations of how things are going and then use AI to build out a narrative in the form of what would be a typical review at the end of it. And that then becomes the ultimate reward of, of not having to spend you know, two weeks every six months doing reviews and not doing any work, which is what most knowledge workers are subject to in organizations today. But our products really evolved uh, because the world's changing a lot and we want to make sure that we are well positioned to help managers of these hybrid teams do their jobs effectively. That was Prajal Gatak, CEO and co-founder of Onloop. Business Essentials Daily is a Sound Cartel podcast. Producers are Nick Schildberger, Chris Ashmore, Jeff Waters and myself. Technical production by Pete Letts. I'm Nicole Goodman. Thanks for listening. We'll bring you more B Daily next week. This episode was brought to you by Mazars. To find out more, visit mazars.com.au. That's M-A-Z-A-R-S dot com dot A-U.